Welcome to Let's Talk Land, a weekly land education talk show devoted to learning about land and farms, buying and selling, and ownership, especially for real estate agents and realtors. Learn from the expert, guys, free land e education. Hi, my name's Lou Jewell. I'm an accredited land consultant with my co-host, Teresa Martin, this morning. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Lou. How are you today? I'm wonderful. I hope you are. I'm, we've got a great guest today. You're going to love this, okay? Great. I'm excited. Me too. <clears throat> we serve Western Piedmont, North Carolina, and South Southern Virginia. Just give us a shout. We'll help you out. All of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute staff and members. This website is www.rli for Realtors Land Institute, rliland.com. Now listen to me. Please listen to me. If you're thinking about buying or selling land anywhere in the country, make sure you go to this site, www.rliland.com, because there's 1,700 of us around the country and about 500, almost 600 ALCs. That's our designation, which I'm proud to have. We know how to play the game. We'll save you money if you're, if you're buying, and we'll make you more money if you're selling, okay? www.rli.com. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Buying or selling land, LandHub is the place to be. Our guest is Sonia Howell. Welcome, Sonia. Hi there, Lou and Teresa. Good Hi. to be here. Good morning. Where are you calling from? I'm from San Antonio, Texas. Oh, wow. I think I just left that place. <laughs> I think you probably did. Boy, I really enjoyed that. What a beautiful town. I wish I could. Had I, I, I tried to get on one of them scooters, but it wouldn't recognize my phone. <laughs> but um, you know, th it was just quite a treat, and the basketball teams were down there, and it was just fun. So uh, anyway, you are the co-founder of GeoRanch.com, which is a land leasing and management company that finds land for lease as easy as land for sale. We want to talk about that, but I thought today Teresa and I are really interested in this sell leaseback potential uh, for farmers uh, after doing this for almost 30 years and watching values go up and down. Teresa and I kind of feel like, and I think you agree, that we may be peeking out here because uh, we were observed uh, some property in Illinois, so just uh, 162 acres a couple of weeks ago that was auctioned that went for $20,100 an acre. And there wasn't anything special about it. It was Class A soils. No water on it, and it was kind of not in a in a desirable place. But uh, <clears throat> but I think uh, we're in that position now that uh, these uh, farmers that are aging out. Um, I think the average age right now is 68. The last one I read, and that's been a couple years ago. But they have heirs that aren't interested, and um, and uh, but they want to continue farming. But it's a good time to cash out. So our program today, Sonia, I hope is. Uh, to kind of have this discussion on what we know, and we're getting ready to learn. We, I've never done it, Teresa, and, and you as well, uh, what this is all about. But I think it's um, got a lot of potential and it can help a lot of people, and that's what this show is all about. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think when you talk about the, the farm market and where the land market is now, um, keep in mind they forecast that over 371 million acres are going to be in transition in the next 20 years. And that's just, that's 41% of the total U.S. farm and ranch land. And it's just because there are retiring landowners. And so, and you're right, we have this, this great, these, we have these great high land prices and it, you know, a sales leaseback really kind of is the best of both worlds and there's so much flexibility with a sale leaseback just like there is with any lease i mean the nice thing is is it does give a real big infusion of capital and maybe it gives that retiring landowner an opportunity to mentor or even maybe create more interest on the part of his children and you can always i mean there's always a buyback or there can be a buyback option if it's written in as well so it it is just a really great opportune time, and that's what Geo Ranch is all about: is just helping those landowners in the transition, and helping those new and beginning farmers and ranchers find the right 
site for them for whatever they want to do. Sure. Just a little bit about your background real quick. You uh, achieved a bachelor's administration in marketing, emphasizing that was from Wichita State in Wichita, Kansas. You've moved around quite a bit, haven't you, over the years? Yeah, I really have. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in, you know, almost on the Kansas-Colorado border, and what what I jokingly call the the um, the Bermuda Triangle of beef processing, <laughs> because yeah. within 60 miles, oh, boy. there's Tyson in Garden City, Kansas. There is uh, national beef in both Dodge City, Kansas, and Liberal. And so um, I've seen, you know, and actually I did farm and ranch with my dad and grandpa for about 10 years before getting a degree and going into Wichita. And then, you're right, I was in Albuquerque and also in uh, San, San Antonio here. As a matter of fact, I started my real estate career in office leasing for the Vaughn Company in Albuquerque okay. in commercial real estate. Wow. I want, what year was that, roughly? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, 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 let's see. About, it was about 95. Okay. Well, I got my license yeah. in 94, so I was just trying to. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're, we're moving right along. But you've had quite a varied background. You've spent time working in the TV and radio industry, and, and you were selling barns to the farmers at one time, and uh, U.S. U.S. barn kits. And, uh, yeah. And uh, how, how did you get with uh, the co-op guys? How, how did that happen? The, oh, you mean the, the co-op? Yeah, not the co-op. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you got to, you got to, you got to, yeah. The barn kit company? No, no. Did I get with them? No, with Geo Ranch. How did that begin? Oh, oh, Geo Ranch. Sure. I'm sorry. Um, well, my husband has been in GIS for over 20 years, and he always thought Geo Ranch would be the, a great name for a land for sale website. And, of course, time passed and time passed, and he's, he, he got the domain 10 years ago, and we've just kept it. And... When I saw an opportunity in this transition and in leasing, we just realized Geo Ranch was probably a great name for for this venture. And actually, it was like it was waiting for us. Um, you know, it's it's designed to you know be a land for lease listing site and help you know connect those leasing ranchers with landowners. And when did that start? When did you guys put that together? Just recently, well, right? I've been, yeah, I've been working on it for about a year, and and it it just just recently we've gotten a lot of attention with, um, you know, first I was invited to to pitch to a group of local investors, an angel network here in the San Antonio burning area, and then, you know, just about that same time, RLI awarded me one of those uh, one of two land tech accelerator awards. And so it's just it's just just really begun to gain momentum, and you know it will be starting with some more aggressive social media here in the next thirty to sixty days. It was meant to be, you know. The good Lord does wonderful things, and uh, sounds like the timing's good. And what what areas are you covering right now? I'm I'm sure your plans are to cover the uh, lower forty-eight. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that would be our focus. And we kind of have found this niche in, you know, not that we can't work in leasing across the, the, all, all 50 states, but we have this niche kind of in the West and Plains because, you know, a lot of our focus is, is more, more in leasing ranchers and livestock and, um, and also in those non-operating landowners, which, you know, a lot of people don't realize that 40% of all the land, farm and ranch land, is actually leased in the U.S. It's not owned by the operating farmer or rancher. And, you know, of those 40%, about 80, well, and about 80% of them are are actually in the Plains and West. Okay. So... So that's just the non-operating landlords. And like I said, I, I feel like those absentee landowners and those farmers' daughters and those investors, they're the people that 
really would not know the process that we go through on a local level when we live and work right there as brokers or realtors or ranchers. So they need help with those connections. And then at the same time, we've got so much innovation right now in agriculture and in ranching. Oh, it's incredible. It, it is. And, you know, one nice thing about Geo Ranch is, you know, you're going to have the geology and the geography of where you're going to, you know, you're going to have that tool, that data, to help you decide on where to go and where to lease. And that's really critical with some of these new innovations think about it. In, in, in agriculture. It's so. just with all this technology and all this information, I mean, it's crazy, not just in our industry, in this specific topic that we're on. I mean, it's, it's across the board, uh, the way things are being done and looked at and reevaluated. And it's, there's incredible opportunities out there, uh, and hopefully this will be one. And this is something Teresa and I are interested in totally here for North Carolina and Virginia, which is our backyard. Yeah. And we're not, you know, we're, we wouldn't compare to out west, but yet, you know, uh, there, there is a percentage of, of, of the candidates that we're talking about that this program would just fit perfectly for. So. Uh, oh, yes. I mean, it's not like you don't have livestock operators as, as, and, you know, crop, crop leases are, are very, very typical in our industry. Sure. And we're, you know, North Carolina specifically is, uh, is one of the top uh, producers of certain commodities and products, especially chickens and hogs and, and, uh, and turkeys, uh, for example. But yeah. uh, we're, we do yeah. to tobacco for, you know, for generations uh, and, uh, mm -hmm. and soy and corn and, and, um, and some other commodities like that. So just getting into this a little bit, and if you don't mind, I'll read a couple of things that I did some research on just to get us stimulate our thoughts here um, I kind of saw this and I thought it might be a good overview but it just says in a sell sell leaseback a farmer sells a piece of land to a non-farmer investor who's will lease the farm back to the farmer for an agreed-upon time farmers can negotiate to have the first right of repurchase of the land in the future so that's what we call in the industry first right of refusal which is a which is a legal contract uh, that uh, that guarantees that opportunity when that time comes. Now the the subject may not be ready to execute that, but at least they're notified and have that opportunity. So, um, um, but I think that's just a real basic uh, overview of what this is all about. We see this, Sonia. You know, we have for years. They started the uh, the home right, Teresa, the uh, mortgage buyback. Right. Right. And talking right. to some of my commercial buddies, you know, the corporations, especially in the last four or five years, they've really been aggressive in taking their their real estate and and uh, and selling it and then leasing it back to create capital for expansion and debt. So this right. is not a new concept. Uh, it's just starting to uh, to invade. And it's been going on for a while, but it's just starting to invade or at least. Teresa and I have just become aware of it. Maybe it's been around longer than we think. So that's why we're really interested in, in, uh, in hopefully developing this and create some opportunities. Well, well, you're right, Lou. I mean, I think that, you know, when I think back on, you know, my family actually leased almost 100% of the land that we farmed and ranch. Sure. And when you think about it, I, I think that, you know, most of those leases were a handshake and just a verbal renewal. Yeah. And I think that with the, the amount of absentee landowners and the non-operating landowners that are going to be trying to transition, um, you know, and the investors, I just, I really think that they're looking for maybe a more sophisticated lease product. And that's, and because of my background in office leasing and because of some of the research Perfect. I've done, you know, there's no reason why we need to stick to the old fixed cash leases and the and the crop share leases. There's just a multitude of opportunities. And, you know, when we talk about that, you know, American Farmland Trust did an, a survey about non-operating landowners, and they found out some very interesting things. They found out that non-operating landowners actually want to be more involved and find out more about stewardship programs. Because remember, for them, it's not just a lease. It's a legacy. Right. Their land is a legacy. Right. 
and they also want to expand and renew leases, and they want help with that, and they also want help with succession planning. Let's and hold. That's, let's, and that's what that's what we, as as real estate professionals, can offer them because of our fiduciary responsibility and making sure that we keep their best interests in mind. I just I just think there's a great opportunity to build on that trust and 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 help everyone else. Absolutely. Our guest today, Sonia Howell with the GeoRanch.com. This is Let's Talk Land. We'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. LandHub, sell your land, land of your dreams. So, Sonia, we're, talk right. we're talking about leases, I and I am just curious because I don't know anything about leases. So I think where we need to start is you just tell us what you know about leases so that we can understand what a lease is and the disadvantages and advantages of a lease. And then once we do that, then we can make it, maybe compare it to leasebacks. Well, yes, that sounds great. And, and, you know, the benefit of a lease is it's a great opportunity for people who can't afford land to go ahead and begin building an enterprise in ranching or farming. Oh, that's interesting. Um, because let's just take really easy numbers. You know, say you've got a, uh, a ranch that's worth a million dollars and you want to lease a thousand acres for $10 a year per acre. So that you're paying $10,000 in order to use that land. And keep in mind, too, leases are very negotiable as far as how you would set it up. There's a fixed cash lease where... Um, like the rancher would just pay that set amount, for example. And they would just pay that $10,000 a year. And the only problem with that is I would be concerned as a landowner that that leasing rancher might overgraze because there's nothing in it for them to protect the soil. Right. Now, there's also kind of a what they call a crop share where, you know, you might, you know, the, the landowner and the rancher might put some money in in the beginning, and then they share a percentage of whatever revenue that crop brings in, okay? And that can be set up in a variety of ways and with a variety of percentages as well. Now, there's also like a, a lease with an option to buy or first right of refusal. Um, those, those kinds of things can be set up in leasing as well. Um, one thing that kind of excites me right now about leasing is a lot of landowners are really intrigued with regenerative, this regenerative ranching that allows a rancher to do mob grazing and, and restore some soil carbon. And a lot of landowners are very interested in that and are actually um, leasing their land just for increasing the value of their land and their soil. And so that's, that's very interesting right now as well. Um, the, there's, there's also like, oh, you know, agricultural easements and leasing with an agricultural easement uh, tied to the land. And that is a little more sophisticated, but it, it extinguishes development rights on that land. And, and maybe it's more for the landowner, but it can also be done for a lease. So that is something else that can sometimes be considered. Now, in commercial, there, there is a whole set of other kinds of leases. But like I said, this is kind of the standard kinds of leases that you'll see in farming and ranching. And one thing that is really wonderful is there is a, an attorney in Amarillo, Texas, with the uh, Texas AgriLife. Tiffany Dow Lajmet, and she has built this leasing handbook that is just amazing. And it will, I mean, it's a great, it's a great tool just to kind of, for landowners and for leasing ranchers, just to kind of get their arms around what might be possible and how to, how it should be done. Now, and that brings up a good point. We as real estate professionals cannot, can, we, we cannot design the, the lease. Right. It's up to us to do some pre-qualifying and research on both parties, and then attorneys would need to design and execute the lease, just so you know. 
that is, uh, unfortunately, there's no set form, you know, in our industry, at least not in Texas. <laughs> not in North so, Carolina, Virginia, either that I'm aware of. Yeah. So, so that is, uh, that's a real critical part to this. You can't just design your own lease. But so, the, I don't know, would you like to go over some potential commercial leases and what, what those sure. look like sometimes? Absolutely. Okay. Well, there's a finance lease. It's also known as a capital lease or a sales lease. And it's a type of lease where a finance company is typically the legal owner of the asset for the duration. And while the lessee not only has operating control over the asset, but also some share of the economic risks and returns from the change in the valuation of the underlying asset. So that's kind of a, I guess that would be an, in that kind of a lease, the lessee does benefit in some ways for some of the investing they put into the property. There's also number two would be like an operating lease where it's an agreement to use and operate an asset without the transfer of ownership or common assets. Like this is what like a car lease would be, an operating lease. Okay. And then there's a direct lease where it's a financing arrangement in which the lessor buys the property and rents it directly to the lessee. In such cases, the owner of the property never intends to ever directly use it, and it's simply a mechanism for investing and making future profits. And it's very similar to a sale and leaseback, but we'll, we'll go over the sale and leaseback option last. There's, there's also um, something called a single investor lease, where two parties are involved, the lessor and the lessee. The lessor arranges the money to finance the asset, and then the lender is entitled to recover money from the lessor only and not from the lessee. In other words, it protects the lessee in that case. There's also a leveraged lease, and that's a lease agreement that's financed through the lessor with the help of a third-party financial institution. And in that kind of a lease, an asset's rented with borrowed funds. And then there's also a domestic lease where the parties to the lease agree, um, the parties to the lease agreement, like the lessor and the lessee, and the, and the equipment supplier are domiciled or belongs to the, it's, it's like here, like it's, in the, it's domestic. It's not international or right. So that's, that's the easiest way to look at sure. domestic lease. And then, of course, finally, there's the sale leaseback. Okay. I can see why someone would buy a building to lease it because I can understand the investment there. Mm -hmm. But is that the way land works? Is it similar? Like if, I mean, do people buy land just to lease it? Surely not. Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, they do. Especially corporations. Yeah, they do. They buy land. Just, well, that, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah. They made the yeah, investment because, They made the investment to watch the rise in the value of the land over time. Oh, that and makes sense. And then they're getting income. You know, people oh. say people say land doesn't make money. That's a no-brainer. This is a I didn't. And this can, be, wow. this can be timber, too. This doesn't have to be ag. Okay? Well, yeah, that's right. It could be timber. It could be ag. It could be... You know, ranching, it could be, you know, at least with the, the government, like a BLM lease. Right. You know, or something like that. So, Tracy, just for grazing. you've got 50 acres, okay, mm -hmm. whether it's ag or whatever, okay, and, and, and you need some cash flow, and, you, you know, so it's a good time to sell. It's definitely a good time to sell, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So you get that money, but you can also do a conservation easement. You can wrap it with that. So not only getting the income, you're getting the uh, you're getting the benefits of the tax credits, and then you can also do a 1031 uh, if it's a business, right? Which it would be, and you get the advantage of the of the of the uh, deductions, uh, you know, to the future investment. Go now buy you uh, a duplex at the beach and and or a home at the beach and rent it for two years and then permanently move into it without tax consequences. And uh, you know, so that's where uh, Matt Limble will help us out with the ten thirty cool. ones. Okay, I never so it's a whole that. program that we're trying to develop here, where it's a one-stop shop, and you've got all the legal forms, you've got the ins and outs, you've got the the uh, to cherry pick the different types of leases that you want to do. Uh, we introduce you to the uh, to the conservation groups and the land banks, 
and uh, and then also the uh, 1031 to uh, move the capital gains forward. Okay, that helps me understand the advantages. Are there any disadvantages? I can think of one. What's that? And that is, as a landowner, when you sell your land, well, well, if you sell your land and lease it back, you are not able. You are able to use that land that you're leasing, but you're not able to take advantage of, like Lou said, the the appreciation of the land over time. Okay. Right. I mean, there's some risk. Yeah. I mean, there's something, again, I was doing some research on, if I may read this. I hate reading stuff. But sure. It's, um, sure. But it says, if you know, what is a failed sale? You know, failed sale, leaseback. A failed sale and leaseback is essentially a financing transaction with the seller leasee as the borrower and the buyer leaseor as the lender instead of a bank. It's an individual group, okay? In a failed sale or leaseback, the seller leaseor does not de-recognize the underlying asset and continues to depreciate the asset as if it was legally owned. In a sale leaseback, a farmer sells a piece of land to a non-farming investor who will lease the farm back to the farmer for an agreed upon time. And I was seeing that these are short-term, sometimes one to three years, one to five years. This isn't like a 30-year lease, okay? They can be renegotiated or terminated. And they probably can be sold as well. Farmers can negotiate to have the first right of repurchasing the land of future. Typically, a farmer seller will lower the price a bit to attract the right investor. The lease parameters are negotiated along with the sales purchase of the property, and all the documents are completed at closing. In the past, leases would last uh, for even decades, but the typical agreement today is one to three years, often with a chance to renew. Okay? that help you? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. This this is fascinating. It is fascinating, and it's I'm just trying. And to I think it's timely it too. I do too. I agree. Why, I think it's very timely. Why do you think it's timely? Well, 371 million acres are in transition over the next 20 years, and I think there's a lot of non-operating landowners that, and operating landowners retiring landowners that could really benefit from a sale lease back so that they can enjoy some of the fruits of their investment yeah. and and like I said still still take their time and maybe finding a you know someone that they can mentor in the process oh, that's a that's a good idea. I like that yeah and you know we've done several programs yeah. and I'm always looking for programs for the listening audience out there anything to do with kids okay these young farmers that we've done the 4-H club, we've done the uh, the different organizations, uh, Farm Credit has one, uh, that have programs, and a lot of the universities do too, that have programs, uh, Agriculture Extinction, have, and USDA, they have programs for the younger generation to get them started into farming. So, you know, we definitely want to include you guys out there too. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the interesting thing is, is when... In 2008, when I started working as a dealer for Sand Creek Post and Beam in Texas Timber Frames, I worked with people in Dallas and Houston and the major metro areas across the region who were retiring professionals who wanted to go back to the land. And this whole group represents a really unique opportunity. They are very creative and innovative and very professional. And they're the kinds of people who will create a business plan and they will go after the right kind of region and, you know, and, you know, for whatever enterprise they want to build. And so what I, what I see is besides the younger generation, there's also this, this 50 plus group or, you know, that, that is a professional that is going back to the land and wants to try to help create the kind of environment their grandparents gave them, and it really is all centered around family. You're exactly right. Um, sorry, I was trying to pull a piece of paper I couldn't reach. But anyway, hey, our guest today is Sonia Howell with GoRanch.com. This is Let's Talk Land. We'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Are you looking to buy or sell land? LandHub 
Realtorsuccess.com previews thousands of properties nationwide. So we're sitting here talking about leasing, and I never knew that there was so much to know about leasing. I never thought about the possibilities of making money as a professional on on either end. It, there's just so many things to know, and I have so many questions. But let's start out. Let's go back to what are the benefits of leasing. You bet. I mean, there there are six really good basic benefits, and you know. We kind of touched on one of them earlier, and that's access to land. You know, one of the major problems for new and expanding ranchers are, is just access to land. Land has gotten so expensive. And uh, and then that brings us to the second benefit of leasing. It can really help with additional revenue when those retired landowners are going through and transitioning out of their land, and it can help them with succession planning. So, it, yeah, leasing can definitely provide income and mentorship opportunities during that phase. And then, of course, um, rural community development. Rather than having people move off the land and it become unused, you know, prop- profitable uses of the land can strengthen rural communities and bring life back into them. And then, of course, we've touched a little bit on regenerative ranching and about how Stewardship and soil health is so critical right now. They estimate 60 more years of, of, of crop potential, of harvest, and the soil is just deteriorating fairly quickly. Oh, my Here God. Where are we going to get our potatoes and tomatoes? I, I know. Exactly. Well, let me Hydroponics. Tell you let me tell you something kind of, kind of frightening. And... You know, when I was farming with my dad and and grandpa, there, well, let me tell you what kind of brought this memory back is in October a couple of years ago, which October in the Midwest, in the Panhandle, and in Western Kansas, in October that's when you you plant wheat. You do har- you harvest your corn and you plant your wheat. And I decided instead of just taking the t- same old route, eighty eighty three south. I decided that I would be a little bit more creative, and as long as I kept going south, I knew I would reach San Antonio eventually. So what I ended up doing is taking some of the back roads, and it was very revealing. That's where a lot of the feedlots were and the hog farms, and farmers were definitely planting wheat, but they also had their fertilizer right behind their drill as they were planting. And, you know, it's crazy, but it brought back a memory of mine after we had planted a field of milo. Well, sorghum, they call it a lot of different things, but we had planted a field of milo, and the soil was so dead that it wasn't even coming up. Wow. So we we had to go fertilize. We had to go to the co-op and get the fertilizer, and not until we added that to the soil would the would the would the crop even start. Wow! And that so that that's kind of interesting. But anyway, that's uh, that's kind of a side. But well, you know, I mean, when you're talking about soil, it, well, and you know. We done oh, a show well, anyway. on we done a show on soil and soil is alive and when it's not alive it's dirt, so dirt yeah. is not useful. Yeah, that's right. So and, that's a and good I, point. I know that um, we're. I know that the industry industry wide we're we're taking a look at that more and more. But anyway, so besides um, the benefits of leasing and having someone you know, consult with you on how to increase soil health, which you can do that anytime, but we have we have a great group to do that. There's also the healthier, more humane way of of providing our proteins, perhaps, and maybe a, a better, healthier community and environment. So those are some of the benefits of leasing. So those are pretty good benefits. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I know we're going to talk about this in a future show, but can we introduce uh, some acquaintance of yours and what they've been doing just real quick? 
the savory group? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you bet. Um, like I said a couple of years ago, they asked me to do a how to help them with a how to access land webinar, and and so I've gotten to know a lot of them over over the last couple of years and seen some of the things they're doing. Alan Savory and his wife began mob grazing or rotational grazing. There are a lot of different ways that you call it, regenerative ranching, um, years ago. I think it was 30 years ago or right. something like that. And everyone thought he was crazy. And over the years, he has built a very, very profitable, effective network globally of, of mentors who can consult people on regenerative ranching and, and this kind of grazing to restore soil health. And uh, and they're and you know actually they're kind of tied indirectly with the Holistic Management International and even very out of Albuquerque and even very conservative groups like Noble Research Institute out of Oklahoma are are really revamping their whole program around regenerative ranching and I think that's real exciting. What is regenerative ranching? The kind of ranching that regenerates the soil—it's not sustainable. It's it's regenerative. It's just it's you know sustainable just is just kind of creating a you know a low expectations. It's just but that's, making it that's, possible to sustain it. That's done but with that's when done you're with animals. Regenerating it, right. it's different. But that's done with animals, and where you crowd an area four or five acres with a multitude of hoof. Uh, feeding grass feeding animals mm -hmm. they break the soils down with their with their byproducts uh, fertilizing you know my grandfather and great grandfather between 19 and 1909 bought 18 farms in uh, in here in Surrey County uh, and um, um, we're actually six generations now not an inch of it's been sold but he had a dairy farm from God probably started it back in the 30s uh, that uh, is now 12 chicken houses. But I remember as a kid, you know, in areas where he was having problems with the with the soils and the grass, he would crowdfund and he'd put all these animals, like 500 mm -hmm. cows in one two or three acre area. And, and they would turn the soil and, and fertilize the soil. And then the next season, it was crazy the, the, uh, the, the crops it would produce. So he was, that was just a natural thing. Yeah, there. Uh, what uh, besides you know? Yeah, I mean it's it's even poultry. I I couldn't believe it. There's yeah. this chickens. Uh, yeah, chickens are part of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They can actually. There's a gentleman named how he has. I think it's Pasture Bird. I'm not sure what what his company is named, but I I can uh, get some more information for you on it. But even. You know, it doesn't even have to be, you know, the heavier livestock or, I mean, even even chickens and poultry can restore the soil like you wouldn't believe. Crazy. Hey, we kind of got off subject of sale at least. Oh, back. yeah, I'm sorry. But I no, know, but, 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 but this but was this so part good. Of it. So we're going to come back because we're going to do a whole show on carbon. Yeah. So you guys stay yeah. tuned. I know we've done a couple, but uh, we've got a good, good job. Uh, a knowledgeable person here that uh, is going to give us a whole lot more information, Teresa, and help us with that because that's very vogue right now, and it's becoming more and more important. It is. So we're definitely going to do an extended show on that, and it may be more than one show because there's a lot more to it than what we've scratched the surface on. Yeah. And we've had some pretty good shows on it. Yeah. So let's yeah. go and back back to sell lease back if you yeah. want to. Well, at least Sorry. I understand Sorry. all about leasing yeah, now. <laughs> good. Well, if yeah, you do, hopefully right. the audience will too. Yes. So, um, well, again, yeah, you know, we're looking at you and Teresa and I and other folks and contacts of uh, taking what we what we know. We know less, but there's people that know more. But actually, putting together a step by step program. Right, this is our goal here in the future yeah. that we can now identify through the GIS and the technology, which uh, there's several. Uh, uh, websites right now we've interviewed uh, I think most of them over the last year or two that it's amazing 
the research that you can get just on some of these sites, but uh, where we can identify the potential users that this will benefit, which will generate obviously leads for realtors around the country, but also um, uh, come in with a with a blanket program uh, with the documents, with the attorneys, with the 1031s, uh, all the all the whistles and bells of the directions because it's like a bicycle spoke and uh, you know you've got many facets you can go but it's still the same program lease back so um, yes I think that's that's where we're going Teresa so we're off to a, a good start here just getting the basics and understanding yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot more to it but yeah, well, my wheels are turning. I'm sitting oh, here God. thinking. Yeah. Well, I'm th I've got so many things going. This is exciting. Yeah. It really is. So you don't, you know, yeah, you, it's, it's not selling houses. No. <laughs> Which we do. I do sell houses. Do I sell job. a lot of houses. You do. And I job. work really hard for my clients, and I do work hard for the house. But I love land. Yeah. I love land. Well, you're a farm girl at heart. Yes, I am. I'm a tomboy at heart. I'd rather be outside any day. What an office, huh? Yeah, it's a great office. Yeah, that's true. It's hard yeah. to beat. I have laundry at home that needs to be done, but I've been out in the woods <laughs> all week, so <laughs> and walking land. I haven't. I, my husband says we need the laundry done. I said, yeah, we might have to hire somebody to do the laundry. <laughs> oh, I can't. Know, I'm know, not home. <laughs> you know, you you mentioned something and that reminded me of the Religious Land Institute meeting a, a couple of weeks ago where um, we were talking about how solar companies are actually allowing grazers to lease their land right? and graze yeah. underneath the solar panels. Exactly. See, that's another aspect of leasing that <laughs> wow. just well, has huge potential. But and so that's I, working with commercial operators yeah. like that. But think of the acreage, acreage that's being eaten up that's, pr uh, you know, productive land. Right. That they're yeah. putting these solar panels on. So what do they do? do they just put them up yeah. a little bit higher so the critters can get under them. Yes, exactly. Well, and actually, for sheep, uh, most of it—I've been a member of the American Solar Grazing Association for a little over a year, and it's been just fascinating to see That's how they've show. evolved. That's another Solar and grazing. So mostly it's sheep. <laughs> and one thing I didn't realize is we import from New Zealand about twenty percent of the of the lamb uh, and sheep products that we use here in the U.S. And I, I just, I was pretty amazed by that. But, um, but it, they're, they're fine. Now goats tend to eat up on, on all the wires. <laughs> so they right. don't like goats on their, on their solar panel properties, but sheep are great grazers. Yeah. Solar panels. They just get thicker wire. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? They get thicker wire. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So. Well. And actually, they are talking about. I, I have heard rumors that they are going to start raising the solar panels and uh, and trying to incorporate, uh, you know, livestock and beef. You got to look at the whole picture. You know, so unfortunately, we always get blinded and narrow-minded, and we don't think it through. But uh, that's what I love about what we're doing and the technology and, and the way things are going, because it identifies these nuances that are now yeah. you can say and, be, and make it more profitable. Uh, you know, well, and yeah, it's all about the absolutely. money. Absolutely, I mean, <clears throat> oh, go ahead. No, I just said it's all about the money. So you know, uh, yeah, it, absolutely. So, all right. Well, let's let's do this because this is uh, important too. Let's talk about GeoRanch.com and what that is in detail and and the benefits and uh, let's see if we can. Uh, Steer some people your way. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> what gets you up in the All morning? Right. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you know, a real sim a simple example is, um, we, you know, our goal is connecting landowners and leasing ranchers. And what, how, and of course, we are real estate professionals. And GeoRanch.com is just a listing site. And within GeoRanch.com, there is the GeoRanch group. And those, uh, and all we do is leasing. So what will happen is there's, it's kind of a four-step process on the, on the typical type of um, sale or, or, or 
process that we'll have where the brokers will list land for lease from their landowners. And then land for lease is also requested by ranchers. So there's, um, you know, there's both for leasing ranchers and for landowners, there's, you know, a tool for both of them to relay their information to GeoRanch.com. We will pre-qualify, connect, and advise. We can even create the lease and the plan, or our attorneys create the lease and the plan. Well, actually, the plan is designed by our head of ranch and land consulting. And there are a lot of people, like we've talked about, that are out there, like Holistic Management International and the Savory Institute and 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 Noble Research. Rodale is very progressive in that in the East. Um, but what what we have created with our head of land and ranch management is there again that fiduciary looking for the client's best interest in mind. It's just a team of professionals that will guide them through the process. And if it is to refer them to Savory in this region for advice and for consulting, and for, that's what they'll do. But basically it will handle wildlife and ranching and any other kind of, kind of consulting that is necessary. We're really fortunate in the fact that Stephen Evans, who's a, a professor at Texas A&M in grazing and grassland management, and he also has over 20 years of experience in, in ranch and range management. Um, he, we're just really very fortunate to have him head up that land and ranch consulting division. And, and then on the other side, there's uh, – well, and then the, the final – so anyway, so that GEO Ranch will connect and advise, and then our attorneys will create the lease and will help – the consulting division will help create the plan. And then GeoRanch will have annual assessments and renewals. And one thing that we found is that's very, very important is you have to, if you're a new or beginning farmer or rancher and you have a plan, it, it is a lot more effective to go to the landowner and show them the plan and what results. Right it can achieve. And a lot of times, if the landowner and the leasing rancher work together, they can actually find even more benefits than they ever even imagined. Sure, like you're talking about the solar, you know, raising the panels and combining right. it with the grazing. So that could be in a proposal, for example, right? Yes, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. And I had, I had one uh, acquaintance who used to be with Savory, but has left. She had a dream of having bison graze, well, a bison ranch around Durango, Colorado, and and uh, she had gotten uh, access, you know, to to a small amount of bison, and she put a plan together, and she had, um, you know, a recommendation from Alan Savory. Wow. And a Savory plan. Sure. You know. And it was it was very it was very effective. She she has her dream now. Yeah. And and she's she's really enjoying it and she's expanding and looking for more acres. We can call this so. dream makers. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. So 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 it, that's just very and you know, even you know, even my dad and grandpa, I mean, with those annual leases, obviously there was a great working relationship between the landowners and, sure. and uh, the farmers and the ranchers. Absolutely. Like, is there is there a minimum amount of acreage in, in, in what you guys do and in what we're talking about? You know, my husband and I were just talking about that last night um, because he's, he's the person who heads up the GIS, geographic information, you know, for, for Geo Ranch. And he's worked with land, you know, with with land and ranch brokers for for many years, and helping them create, you know, the maps for the website and and for sales, even comparative sales maps. Um, and you know, we just, you know, I I just I think I think it just depends. I just don't really know how to answer that because there are some very prof profitable types of businesses that, 
in farming and ranching that don't need a lot of acreage. Right. You know, so, you know, I, I just, I really have, have no way to answer that because, but obviously initially what we'll, we'll, we'll be promoting is, or trying to reach is, you know, fairly large acreage landowners. Um, you know, just, well, I, I think because I think in, probably I th- will be more profitable. I think in the process of evaluating a particular situation, you know, the number's yeah. going to tell you if it's viable or not. I mean, that's just common sense. Right. Yeah. You know. I think you're right. You know, it may, yes, it may exactly. be a five-acre track with a with an exotic type of plant or something, yeah. but it's producing huge profits that you don't need more. But the but, but the numbers are there. It's all about the money. It's you know, bottom line. Yeah, it it totally is. It totally is. I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's it's also all about the land. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in so many ways. Like, um, you know, I'm just thinking of the ranches in West Texas, you know, in the, you know, there's, you know, the animal units per acre are kind of low, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just, but if they were to transition to regenerative ranching, it, it might change slightly, but it may be a bigger investment on their end, too, Right. you know, as far as starting that. Especially if you're so looking... You're right. Yeah, especially, if you're, especially if you're looking at long-term, you know, like yeah. a 10-year like a process to uh, rehabilitate, you know, to the maximum of uh, utilization. Yeah. And, uh, but th- there's just... Uh, I, I, I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's I have a hard time shutting off that thing upstairs, you know. It's uh, it just keeps playing the movies back, you know. You know, I think it depends is the most common phrase in real estate. Yeah. Because oh. it really does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. We always that we is all, so true. We always love the questions. We get it all uh, what's land worth right now? And my response <laughs> yeah. is well, what's a car worth? Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. You know, well, like, what are you willing to pay for it? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? I'm wondering when your team interviews a landowner, what are the what what are they ask? What are they trying to find out? Like it says here that they interview a landowner. So exactly, how does that process work? Well, there again, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm I'm going to be working with both my GIS, you know, we're going to try to understand the land right. through GIS, geography, geology. Right. We're also going to find out from my head of, you know, land and ranch management and consulting, you know, what's, what's already there. And then when we, because we want to have some very realistic expectations on the part of the landowner, mm-hmm. and everybody knows you know, the more research you can do ahead of time, the more time you're going to save in the long run. Right. So you're going to just find out what that landowner wants. wants. And they may be really good candidates for a sale lease back. You know, and if that's the case, that broker that's listing that land for lease, we're going to refer back out to the broker and contact them and say, Let's look at a sale lease back for this client instead of just a land for lease. And so, so there would be that situation. Um, but you know, and then also, I mean, really, the same goes for the leasing ranchers. I mean, we we joke about you know the person giving us a call and wanting a hundred acres to run some cattle. You know, it's you know. Geo Ranch was created for those kinds of people who really need a better understanding of what's realistic right. and help them put together a plan so that they can get their dreams. And it's probably not 100 acres and running cattle. It might be something different, but maybe because of leasing, they can afford to do it And when they couldn't afford to buy the land. Because this is beautiful because it frees up that cash. Right. You know, the, the, it's, uh, and I don't know the stats, it's just, but... There's there's so much money capital value that's tied up that uh, the, the average person doesn't realize how they can capitalize on it. Well, well I would... yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, I know people around here, around the the whole country, you know, Texas, that they they will joke that they are um, land poor. poor and land rich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, poor and land rich. And, no. 
And it's not like in a sale leaseback, you don't have to sell the whole property. That's if right. If you've got 1,000 acres, you don't have to sell all 1,000 acres. You can just sell 500 yeah. and lease those back. And you may want to test the program and say, let me just do 25% of, of my land in this program. Yeah. Let's see how it works for a year or two. And then maybe we'll yeah. add another 25 or another, you know, and eventually the whole thing. So you can phase this thing in. It's not like all or nothing. Right. Exactly. That's right. There's just so much flexibility. I love this. Every aspect of real estate. I've done a lot of things in my life, and I've done a lot of real estate, and I've done a lot of land. But this this just, uh, it incites, I mean, I'm excited about this. And I don't know, I don't know uh, how many or how much, or, but I'm just excited to explore it and put it out there and, you know, put the worm on the hook and see if we can catch some fish. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, now, and, and you know, that, that brings up a really good point. People like Farm Bureau have some really great research absolutely. about land, land lease prices. Sure. You know, but, but here's the thing. I don't think, you know, they're based on, like, the year prior. And, you know, based on land prices, you know, I just – I know that those land for lease prices on a per acre basis are going to be going up too. Yeah, yeah. But still, it's so much more affordable than than a purchase. You're right. Hey, I hate to cut us off, Teresa. Sorry. I do too, because I still had a million well, questions. Okay, well, call her <laughs> call her after the show. You're gonna get to know her. She's gonna be your best buddy. <laughs> okay. Sonia, can I call you after the show? <laughs> sure. Not tonight, Bye. but yes. some other day. All my contact information <laughs> is on GeoRanch.com. G-E-O-R-A-N-C-H. So I'd look forward to talking to you more and Lou and anybody else who has any questions. Okay. What a great show. Yeah. And we look forward to our future relationship, I promise you. So that was uh, Sonia Howe with GeoRanch.com, and she's giving you information. You'll find it on the website as well. So uh, stay, stay with us, Sonia. We want to thank you after the show. Okay, thanks. Thank you for joining us today. Let us know how you like the show. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to suggest, we'd appreciate them. All questions are welcome, and all of our guests may be emailed with your questions as well. Sonia, you better start checking your uh, emails because I'm sure this show is going to generate a lot. This show is for the public and most importantly for real estate agents who do not have a source for land education. All of our shows are downloaded after the show today on our master website, www. Let's talk land.net.net. You'll also find us on Spotify and Podbean. Teresa, how do they get in touch with you? They can call me at 336-209-2937 or email me at teresa.mylandpro at gmail.com. You're a land pro? Mm-hmm. My email is lou at mylandpro.com. My cell number is 336-669-1405. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. If you're looking to buy or sell land, LandHub is previews thousands of property nationwide. And it doesn't have to just be for realtors. If you have property you want to sell yourself, LandHub does a really good job because they do the social media that the other land sites don't do. They really put it out there. Get a lot of business from them. Rodney, how do they get in touch with us here? Well, Lou, they can go to our website, go to WKTE1090.com, and also download the Simple Radio app and hear us anywhere in the universe. Consent, consent, simple? Simple, simple. <laughs> Isn't that right, Teresa? That's right. Simple. See? Simple. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. And then you put in what? WKTE1090, and then put it in as your favorite radio station. Why would you want to do that? Teresa? To listen to happy music. What? That's right. <laughs> we only That's play happy right. music? That's it. Beach and oldies. Wow. I tell yes. you, that brings back a lot of memories. It does. Good memories. No, that's why I'm saying it makes you happy. Yeah, it does. So, Good old days. Uh, oh, yeah. And and with that simple radio app, you can listen to it anywhere in the world. That's right. In the world. In the mm-hmm. universe. Worldwide. I guess they can, space station maybe. And yeah, maybe they'll have the it up there one day. Yeah. Mars mm-hmm. and all those places. Cool. Yeah. So we won some nice awards, huh? Yeah, seven years in a row being the top beach and oldies radio station. No way. Yes, way. Really? Yes, seven that's, years. That's the East Coast? Yes. That's like from Canada to Key West? Mm, I guess you Mississippi. could say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's just checking, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're leaving a few out there. Maybe we can expand that. That's right. Maybe so. Yeah. 
And you won a nice award, right? Yeah, the uh, announcer, Reader's Choice Announcer of the Year Award. Hey, Sonia, wonder why you got that award. I can't even imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a pretty amazing voice. It is amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. A gift from you know who. Yes, God's (laughs) gift. You got it. Hey, we'll see you next week, and uh, thank you for joining us. Well, 